Hi, and welcome to Bridging Knowledge and Policy Podcast, brought to you from the Institute for Governance Reform, IGR. I am Emmanuel Sandy, and in today's podcast, I'll be talking with... I am Andrew Lavalli. I'm the Executive Director for the Institute for Governance Reform. The PL system has been acclaimed as the best approach for countries to minimize electoral violence and to reduce the cost of elections. Sierra Leone reintroduced PR in 2022, but there are still fears that 2023 elections will be violent. Mr. Lavalli, how sure are you that there will be violence in the coming elections under a PL system? You know, Emanuela, since independence in 1961, violence has been a common phenomenon in Sierra Leone politics. We saw in the 70s and 80s there has been this attitude by politicians providing drugs and cheap alcohol to youth and commissioning them to go out and attack their opponents, sometimes even kill and burn houses on behalf of politicians. But things are better now. However, you see in the 16 by-elections for MPs and councillors in the last 30 months, some in hotly contested areas such as the Diamond Ridge Corner, the Western Rural, which is Greater Freetown, um, like Kwenadugu and Bumbuna in the north. These were all accompanied by some degree of violent disorder. These by-elections have left bitterness in many communities, and we are a huge financial and personnel burden on institutions such as the police, the Electoral Commission, the Political Parties Registration Commission, and even the political parties competing in those elections. It appears there are worrying times ahead looking at these trends. Mm -hmm. Will the PR system reduce these incidences of violence? I will say yes or no. The PR system has a clear promise. It could help minimize the cost of elections in the long run for the state's political parties and individuals. There will be no by-elections after the elections in June 2023. This means that the current electoral system will, over time, reduce the tension between political parties after these general elections. It could reduce the cost of elections to the state of Sierra Leone and even lead to greater community stability. But we have to pay attention to the period leading to the election. The challenge is in this period from now on leading to June elections. We must pay greater attention to how political parties manage their internal democracy. Political parties have to develop and prioritize their list for every district. And the law says, I mean, by the law I mean the just concluded Public Elections Act. It says that at least one in every three persons nominated should be a woman. So it is the organizational strength or the weakness of political parties that will pose the risk for electoral violence or determine the stability in the coming months. What do you mean by how political parties manage their internal democracy? Are you saying our political parties are not strong enough to manage elections based on the PR system? Not really. Um, Sierra Leone parties have managed two PR-based elections in the past, and I'm sure they could potentially manage the June 20 elections as well, 2023 elections as well. However, 
where there is an attempt by a few people within the parties to manipulate the process and put their preferred candidates on the list against the wishes of the grassroots and the communities, we will see backlash. We could see intra-party violence. We could possibly see defections, especially in party strongholds, where placement on the list amounts to being elected an MP. So for us to, to achieve greater inclusivity and the stability that the PR promises, political parties should be open and inclusive in their candidate selection process, ensuring that the grassroots have a say on who gets on the list. Mm. I can see this new PR system becoming a huge test for political parties. I mean, it could be a source for chaos but also a promise for greater inclusivity and political stability at the same time. Exactly, Emanuela. So we have to pay attention to the regulations the Electoral Commission will produce to guide political parties in the implementation of the PR system. I'm, and I must repeat, we have to ensure that the regulations are crafted such that they promote greater inclusivity openness, participation of party grassroots, and ensure that no one small group within a party has the sole authority to appoint or nominate who should be on the list. The PR, of course, is going to be a test for internal organization of Australian political parties, as you have cited. So in, es in essence, where a political party is able to build consensus around the rules of the game and ensure that the process is open and no few individuals determine who should be on the list, we expect to see less violence, we expect to see peaceful party primaries, and we expect to see less defections after the internal party contest. But where this is not done, we expect to see internal conflicts and defections. And this will discredit the party and reduce its electoral chances completely. So in practical terms, how will political parties develop these open internal systems in the coming months? You know, I'll advise on two things. One, ensuring that the parties achieve the 30% quota to women that government has promised. And two, reducing the chances for internal party violence and even acrimony. So the solution to both of these questions are with the Electoral Commission and the parties that will be competing in the, in the elections. The rules of the game that the Electoral Commission is developing right now for the PR should ensure that women are, are placed on top of the list as they count one in every three nominations. As Dr. Freli Mokomok-Hale pointed out in IGR's podcast last week, this is the only guarantee for achieving inclusivity and the promised 30% quota. So if women are not placed on top of the list, there is no way you can achieve inclusivity and the 30% quota. Second, political parties must develop their own internal rules of the game for producing candidates for the list. And one best practice that I've seen is to divide 
the districts into zones to agree on the number of candidates to be generated by each zone to be placed on the list and agree on the order of presentation of men and women on the list. You see, the more these rules are clearly understood by the communities, the more communities are empowered to generate their own list, the greater the chances for inclusivity and party cohesion as we implement the proportional representation system. So where the list is predetermined by, you know, a few people in the district, where the, dis the list is predetermined, it will undermine inclusivity, it will promote chaos, and reduce the chances of women to, become, to be elected. So from your explanation, it is clear that um, while there are benefits for the PR system, the tendency by a few to hijack the process could create intrapartic tensions that might lead to violence. Exactly. And that should completely be avoided in our search for peaceful elections and inclusive elections in the coming months. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. He is Andrew Lavalli, the Executive Director for the Institute for Governance Reform. I hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Bridging Knowledge and Policy Podcast. For more information on IGL's research and advocacy, visit our website, IGRSL. I am Emanuela Sandy, and thanks to my producer, Lucy Emanet Aliu. Don't forget to follow, share, and leave us a kind review. Till we meet next week, have a good day.